from around the world and trying to stay one step ahead of that group chasing us with the pitchforks and torches, this is the Future Ghost Podcast from Paranormal One. Again, everybody, we are back in one way or another. Um, we've probably spent as much time as we normally do recording, just trying to get things to work. But hey, we're we're here, ready or not. Uh, Mike Grasso here, along with Steve Bartell and Josiah Lee Henson. Hi, guys. Hello, hey, Mike. <laughs> so uh, now that we're actually doing this, it's nice to be talking with you about something other than computer settings for a little bit um that's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the audience will never know the pain that we just experienced oh and and we tried to do it earlier so i wouldn't have to be up so late on eastern time and here we are kind of pushing the limits but uh you know hey it's oscar night and my gosh what are we going to do now we're just going to have to try to catch up on everything (laughs) <laughs> that's happening i just saw a meme recently and it said something about why do i keep writing down award-winning movies to watch that are horrible and absolutely suck and uh i'm not going to do it anymore so <laughs> <laughs> i know that my wife used to do the same thing she'd say oh i you know make a list of all those movies we watch them we'd be like geez these are awful what what were they thinking yeah yeah i, I remember going to see out of africa uh, when I was in high school, thinking this is a big movie, I'm gonna really get something out of this, and like I don't know, it was like four and a half hours long or something. I don't like come stumbling out of the movie theater like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I yeah. just did not get it, and, and I don't know if I watched it again, maybe I'd get more out of it, but maybe I wouldn't. Sure, sure, just wasn't working for me. <laughs> but we, we started something where on the weekends uh, we wrote down a whole bunch of names of movies that we really like. And um, put them on scraps of paper. And then on the weekend, we randomly pull one out. And that's one we watch. Nice. Either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, and it, it's movies we, we like. And we know that we like. And so we, we make it work. And uh, we just watched uh, Green Mile yesterday. Ooh, that's a good one. Great movie. Oh, love it. Love it. So, um, you know, really get you pumped up for the weekend. <laughs> we um, we kind of did the same thing. <laughs> when we'd be hanging out in the office... Uh, and on movie night, we'd each put the name of a movie into a into a hat, same method. And uh, whoever yeah. got drawn, that's the one we watched. So yeah. So you just like one or the other. You like you each picked one out and then right and watched and one. We each had a recommendation for a movie we hadn't seen and really wanted to, ah, or, or a okay. movie that we okay. knew was really good that we have seen. And uh, okay, yeah, whoever's got drawn, that's what we would watch. Cool. That's yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. Kind of fun as, as long as it, it is a good one. Yeah. So somebody doesn't recommend something. Because there are some <laughs> movies out there that are good, but, um, you know, one person likes, but it just isn't somebody else's cup of tea. So I would expect it, it, Alan out of the four of us to uh, pick something god awful just to fuck with us yeah. and throw it in the hat <laughs> and make us suffer. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, we have seen some really awful movies. Sure, sure. You know, it's like on, on net, like, how does this? Or uh, uh, it seems like Prime has the largest selection of awful movies. 
<laughs> that have four star reviews on them. Sure. Like how, how was this a four star movie? <laughs> but, but once in a while you do find one that, that surprises you for usually a reason other than <laughs> what it was supposed to be. I don't know. Just a, a quirky movie that catches your interest and it's not too bad, but um, yeah. So Oscars tonight. Good luck, everybody. I don't know that I've seen a single movie that's been nominated for anything. Probably not here either. But such is life. <laughs> um, it sounds like you guys have been pretty busy. Yes, very. What, what's been going on? Um, I, I don't know if it was just like people leaving reviews and the reviews are starting to get out there or if we're just a little bit more active on Facebook, but, uh, we're not really actively advertising that our tours are back up and going, but boy, we've just been inundated with, uh, people wanting to come and do tours. As a matter of fact, two people today, uh, contacted me, Zach Hinners and then another lady. Wow. Yeah. So it, it just seems like that's kind of in full swing again. Great. For Conover Square, I mean. Yeah. Th- this, yeah, started, yeah. this started probably late January and, uh, went all the way through through right now and uh mm. we were booked we had one in one in february one in march one in april and uh started to fill in dates in between those dates and uh yeah like josiah said a couple more people called now so yep. w- whatever algorithm wow. is taking place uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're cool with it yep are you asking people or you just wait till they show up and say hey by the way how'd you hear about us normally i'll ask them uh once they get here um and the one lady that was just here this weekend uh, i asked her how how they found us and she said that she just started googling haunted places around the area um and she Hmm. said it was really interesting to me to think about like the path of her finding us and she said what they what was popping up immediately was the spooky haunted houses you know where they jump out at you know she said she had to yeah. weed through a bunch of that and then finally find us you know whereas wow. when i google haunted locations in illinois you know it brings us up right away but i think that's because i visited the site yeah you know yeah. so it'd be neat to see it from somebody else's you know browser and they came up they came up from ottawa and a few were in mendota or i'm sorry streeter streeter yeah and then uh yeah one was even visiting from the philippines so we can claim now wow. that we've had a guest all the way from the philippines <laughs> that's impressive yeah of is, course they came is. all the way to see you right right <laughs> no I, I i think they recently moved uh to the u.s and everything or moved back to the u.s but i'm still i'm still gonna make the claim <laughs> i'm i'm looking at a uh i i just i got this app for haunted locations and it is embarrassingly thin. In fact, huh? I don't know. I got, I got to figure out how to make this work because I, I, I only it's only finding places near me, and it's like I can't go out to see you guys. So hmm. I don't know. I guess I just have to play with it a little bit more. It's like it's like you can't change it. Steve, you still there? Yeah, I just I just turned off the screen because <laughs> okay. I think since your audio is coming through the computer, I wanted to make sure I didn't take up more resources than. Needed. Okay, I, I I didn't want to take anything for granted here. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I it's, it's it looks like an interesting app, but I think before we can really make any comments about it, we should probably discover whether it's working or not. 
So um, may, maybe that's something for next time, or we can put it on Facebook if it starts to starts to work. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool if um, if you can use it to just you know say, hey, I'm here, but I'm thinking about taking a trip to another state. Can I find haunted locations there? But um, as I'm using it right now, it only finds stuff from where I am, you know, like like within 50 miles of me, which doesn't help with that way at all. So, all right, enough of that. So anyway, you guys are getting people from Philippines. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, but groups have been coming out of the woodworks and it's 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 a good problem to have, you know, and, and excellent building owner seems to be on board and happy and we've been flowing, <laughs> mo- flowing money his way so yeah. <laughs> so, so of why, course why, he's like he yep yep but what uh, what uh what kind of activity have you guys been getting with with the people who've been coming out well that's that's funny you should ask that because you know it's it's been pretty quiet you know for for a while here um i would say the mm-hmm. last one that really shocked us with the activity was when we had the uh the the boy with with autism that came in for his birthday and everything and had a lot of activity surrounding him and everything mm. and that's that's been six months something like that so last night I don't know if it was the group itself that spurred the activity or Greg bought a new toy he bought a brand new uh, EM pump uh, mm. that had crystals in it and you know all sorts of other you know whatever coils magnetism whatever else causes the uh, yeah the reaction but yeah I'll, I'll let josiah talk about some of the things that happened it, it was a good night yeah it was we were down in the basement um in the zombie room and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I thought you'd get a kind of a kick out of that because i think you guys <laughs> I haven't coined, heard that in a while yeah. yeah you coined that term but um no, actually i think that was midwest ghost society oh okay yeah uh, i think they got some some weird noises they're just sound like zombies and they kind of stuck with that yeah it was just a really cool night though there was god how many of them were there steve there's nine there's seven or so well maybe no maybe it was nine eight or nine yeah i think it was nine because eight is 200 and plus one would be the yeah so it was quite a big crew um and down down in that area you know obviously it's not the not the biggest room but so they were all kind of toward the back of the area back of the room and steve would be sitting kind of like right in front of them and then greg allen and i were more toward like the elevator shaft area and Mm -hmm. uh you know, we we got everything set up. The lights went out, and we started doing different devices. First off, I think we did the portal. Is that right, Steve? Yeah. Um, so the portal device is the SB7 that it, it goes through a device that Greg and Alan built, um, and it br- pretty much filters out all the stuff you don't want to hear yeah. and plays mm-hmm. the stuff that you do, like the things that are more substantial. It's, it's got a gate pedal and a reverb pedal. Um, yeah for for guitars and and everything so yeah it filters out the white noise essentially yeah and you know we get some pretty good hits on it but uh 
man, oh man, we just kept on getting some really good quality hits that were um, not only clear, but they were also um, pertinent to the question that was asked. So somebody would ask a question and I, you know, for the life of me, I can't think of um, perfect examples, but we all, we have it on recording and we plan on going back and listening to it. So that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. But then he started, uh, after we stopped that, we started playing with the, um, the Phasma box, which is an app based, uh, Windows app based, uh, program that also says words. And it, it's generally, um, kind of hard to understand. I'd, I'd consider it sort of garble, but every yeah. now and again, you'll hear like somebody that sounds like they might be talking backward or, you know, a quick well, it's couple. Like, like it throws out, like it throws out like, uh, phenomes, but. Yeah, it's, but it seems like it can also pick up some of the sounds that people are are saying too. Yeah, and replay those. Yeah, I agree. It's we have thought about that. We we've noticed some of it, but we we're not sure if that's right. I don't think Phasma. Well, I, I think really has really has any kind of audio input to it or microphone. Oh, I'm thinking Echo Vox. I'm sorry, I'm thinking right. Echo Vox. My yeah, bad. The, the, this is a this is made by I, I forget um, forget the name of the website that that makes it, but yeah, it it, it has no audio input but yeah it still seemed like it was answering questions and it yeah speak. it's got phonemes like 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 uh josiah was saying but mm-hmm. it pieces together more than a random word i mean it'll say a a, a short sentence or, or a phrase you know and you know a lot of times we can't understand it you know and a lot of times it's just sounds or you pick out a word here or there yeah like it likes to say technology you know but mm-hmm. but last night it was saying very clear two, three, four word phrases yeah. in response to the, some of the questions we were wow. asking. Wow. Yeah. And uh, at one point in time, Steve is coughing. He he got like the dry throat that we always tend to get, myself included, where you're like in a quiet room and all of a sudden you just get the tickle throat, you know. So yeah. <laughs> Steve excused himself and went upstairs and we were having this, you know, having these experiences and I was laying there on my back um, because my back was kind of hurting a little bit and I, I could have swore to God that I heard Steve talking from like beyond the elevator shaft into the room where the, uh, the guy that does the pottery stuff was. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I thought I heard Steve saying a sentence, like announcing that he's coming back or something, and he never came back down. Nope. I was just up, wow. I was, I was up here in the office. I got the cough, cough under control, and then I figured, you know, they're going to be probably up here in a few minutes. So I didn't go back down, but yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, it was awesome. Huh. So that's kind of some cool activity that happened there. And that was more of a personal hey. experience. The group collectively didn't experience that, you know, but... There was a lot of stuff that they did experience. Like, uh, did you mention the dowsing rods? I mean, the girl, the girl that was doing the dowsing rods was getting fantastic responses. Yeah. You know, and and uh, interesting. The, the candles were lighting up for yes and no, and just uh, overall. And the basement has been quiet, and the attic has had all the activity. Last night, mm-hmm. the basement had all these things going on, and we were down there first. We went up to the attic, and nothing. I mean, as as flat huh. and as quiet as a tomb, you know? Wow. Well, it's pretty interesting. you never know. Yeah, and, and like I said, we don't know if it was the group. We don't know if it was the conditions in the atmosphere. We don't mm-hmm. know if it was the EM pump that maybe mm-hmm. actually did something down there, you know? I, I I've been really thinking about um getting like the the the, like a tesla coil kind of thing just to charge the room i I see little ones you can get they're like a couple inches tall 
but you kind of think that would have a limited impact yeah. on what you might get. Um, but, you know, there, there's some things out there. I remember telling you, Josiah, the one time, I don't know if I ever mentioned it to you, Steve. I, I, I had one of these uh, back when, <laughs> before everything went digital and you had like VCRs with video cassettes and, and, and audio cassette tapes. If you wanted to like just completely erase something and not have to like just press record and let it silent over it for two hours or however long the tape was, you, you, there were these um, demagnetizers, which is like basically yeah. an incredibly strong magnet, electromagnet. Right? Yes. Yeah. And it was like, wow, you plug it in and it like snaps the tape into your palm with this machine. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like a like a, a little drive or what is it? The, the shop vac, not shop vac, the car vac kind of things. I mean, it's that type of thing with a handle on it. And I mean, you, you, you turn on, you can hear it going. And I always thought that'd be cool to take on an investigation to just to stir up some sure. some energy with that and, and see if anything would come of it. But I, I never think about it when I go out. So it's, it's sitting with all my equipment. I just need to snatch it sometime and uh, take it out. What is the difference between a Tesla coil and say like a Jacob's Ladder? I, I think the, the, the technology behind them is there. I can't tell you exactly how, but I think... Okay. If you were going to, uh, you know, exactly how they, e each of them works. works. I know it's, yeah, yeah I, I, I in my head, I have a way of how I think that they work, but I don't want to say it because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm like so wrong. It's not even like in the ballpark. But as I understand it, a Jacob's ladder seems like it has two, like, uh, like probes that kind of diverge and a, you know, something goes, but arcs between the two of them and climbs its way up. Yeah. Is that what? Is that what you? I understand? guess. Uh, yeah. I, I. Yeah. I, I guess. Um, visually, and and I guess technically, the way that they work are different. But I think the concept of using them both would be the same, as far as just generating this incredible electromagnetic field in an area. Okay. To to try to st stimulate some activity. Sure. And so and I I think they could both operate the same. Okay. And the reason I ask. I guess will become apparent when I do my segment tonight. So, <laughs> sorry, I, I I lost you there oh, for no, a that's second. A, that's right. No, I I said my reason for asking will become apparent when I do my segment tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. That you mentioned the Tesla coil. Okay. All righty then. <laughs> Ooh, little teaser. <laughs> uh, but of course, you know, to use those things, you'd need some power to make them go and that's not always happening yep but, um so anything anything upcoming you guys have any events happening we were contacted by uh laredo taft they, they do want to schedule a halloween investigation and dinner and even include in the price of admission um a fee to spend the night there in their like Ooh. dormitories or, or rooms and stuff. So they want to put on dinner, investigation, spend the night at the place, wake up, and then do a brunch before you leave. So nice. Might actually be a little a little bit on the costly side. Nothing outrageous, I don't think. But uh, it's a huge, all inclusive, you know, eighteen hour event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really unique opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, and be, be nice if uh, someone we know might make it. To that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that 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 might happen. That nice. might happen. 
Very cool. Very so that'd be a lot of fun. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. So we'll keep our fingers. So so it's, it's definitely going to be a go then. It, uh, yeah. Bar, I, barring anything crazy going on. New yeah. lockdowns or something. Okay. I, I mean, it, is that right, Josiah? As long as yeah. you can get, you know, a good part of the team on board, you know. Yep. That's kind of what we're hoping for. And with this much advanced time, I would hope we yeah. can, you know. Yeah. Great. So that would be on Halloween? Well, uh, around Halloween. Uh, around Halloween? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Halloween is on a Saturday last year, so who knows? It'll be on a Sunday or Friday or... I'm looking here. It's Monday. Oh. That's... No it's a Monday, if I'm looking in the right year. Yeah. So it'll probably be the Saturday before or, you know, within within a week or so of that. I know that, okay. that well, Saturday is the traditionally the Galena parade and stuff like that, but uh, I'm up for whatever. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be in touch by then. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. All right. Nice. Nice. Do they have electricity there? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty modern, you know. <laughs> okay. Good to know. And, and depending on which dorm we're in, some of the dorms tend to have activity, they say. So. All right. And other than, other than that, we don't have anything concrete on the the map. I know there's a few Midwest Ghost Society investigations we've been invited on. We're trying to plan some cool ones for wraps during the year. And uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but not a whole lot of details on those. You know, now that you know we're we're in like the biggest COVID lull since it started. You know, <laughs> um, we might be able to do uh, one of the riverboat things again. So oh yeah. Great. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot, a lot of opportunities coming up here. <laughs> That's nice. And and with with my job, you know, working closer to home now and everything, my availability has really opened up quite a bit. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. And I've been just like racking up PTO days faster than I can use them. So, wow. um, I, I I think we can probably make something happen at halloween so that'd be cool nice awesome or you could just or you could just yeah. move back too you know that'd be easier <laughs> that'd be even better <laughs> oh could you imagine it'd be like the prodigal son returns yep <laughs> yep we can oh i gotta say we could do that i was i almost said what that project was going to be i can't say it now huh? okay. <laughs> nice yeah had had to do with the trees and a farm Oh yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah! I remember. Yeah, yep. I'm like ooh, it's, it's triggering okay. now. <laughs> it's like in the back of my mind, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also, I've, I've actually started to do, and I would have probably talked to you guys beforehand, but we weren't able to talk for like an hour and a half before uh, <laughs> we started recording. <laughs> but um, I, I've got a couple things. I, I'm still. It, it, it's a very slow process on this end. I'm actually doing some business research on uh, on some different things. So I'm I'm hoping within the next month or two to pull the trigger on something going on here. So um, cool. Yeah, we'll just more details on that soon. Hopefully, awesome, nice. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, anything else you guys have going on that should be covered before we? Break the seal here. Can't, Nothing. I can't can really think, think of anything of. specific. Yeah. Here. Okay. All right. Well, um, do do we want to do the spinner? I think the spinner's fun. Yeah, spinning. Okay. Is, <laughs> spinning's a blast. 
And now I forget what it's called. Is it called Spinner? I got... Oh, Spin the Wheel. That'll be good. Okay. I need to turn the sound up. Oops, Josiah's not on here. I guess I never reset it. <laughs> I guess you don't get to go this time. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, do we spin? Oh, there we go. Well, lucky devil. Josiah. <laughs> okay. There awesome. you can see it now. Cool. Yeah, so I, I wanted to do mine on Christine the car. Um, you know, so we've all we've all watched the movie that uh, Stephen King wrote, um, but it's actually based on a true life story, and this isn't a super long story. But um, the car itself is supposed to have claimed fourteen lives. Whoa! Uh, yeah, which I thought was kind of neat, you know, and just an inanimate object, and they still don't even understand why, according to everything that I've looked at. But there's one article on a, a website called Jalopnik that kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of gives some interesting he has, he has stuff a show about it. I think Comedy Central or one of those. Oh, is it okay? Jalopnik report or something like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, this article was written back in, it looks like 2018, and I'm just going to read it verbatim because they did a really good job kind of explaining it. So, um, the golden- like Why e- work harder when you don't have to? Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to share it with everybody. And I'll, and I'll say that because I'm doing the same thing. Perfect. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Um, Listen to this podcast where we we read parts of the internet for you. We just regurgitate it. Okay. Um, So the car itself uh, is a 1964 Dodge 330 uh, limited edition nicknamed the Golden Eagle. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the car was originally purchased as a police car in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, Three of the officers that drove the car all died, not in the car, but uh, in murder-suicides that resulted in them killing themselves and their own families. Uh, mm. And that was three different officers in three completely different scenarios. Um, it was sold off to an elderly man. And then after that, uh, somebody named the Allen family purchased it. And according to the uh, website, it says the Allen family somehow remained untouched by the evil car's spells, maybe because they fully embraced its bad spooky self. Uh, Wendy Allen was able to use it as her daily driver with no consequences. Um, and it says that she was a witch. So they think that that might be like a benefit that she, you know, she had. So uh, like the car maybe didn't touch her cause she was apparently a witch, but, hmm. um, it got to the point where the car was no longer drivable and people started vandalizing it, uh, throughout huh. the eighties and nineties. It says local members of the church, uh, were keen on vandalizing the vehicle um yeah vandalize a witch's car that's that's a great idea yeah very very smart idea once yeah um (laughs) it says that it's been claimed that all of them have died in incredibly strange ways uh one being hit by lightning for example and another was decapitated by an 18 wheeler um two of two of the kids that vandalized that were hit by other cars and died uh, and one of them was actually hit by a car and flung onto the Golden Eagle. Um, and it says, let's see. 
Oh, the the last one, and to me the most scary. In two thousand eight, a uh, young young guy went out and vandalized the vehicle, and he murdered his entire family and the dog and burnt his house to the ground. Um, wow. Yeah. So. You know, there's there's really not much after that. Uh, there, it kind of goes on to talk about you know some of the some of the thoughts and reasons behind why this vehicle might have been you know so cursed, but nobody really knows for a fact. And it just kind of makes me think about just different things that we encounter. Like one of the biggest questions that we get asked when we're in Conover Square is why is this place haunted? Mm-hmm. And Steve and I have to kind of go back into. Well, you know, my, my best guess is the, all the different items and the objects and the things that are here. And it kind of made me think, I started thinking this weekend to myself, like, if I were to die right now, what would I attach myself to that was an object if I could? And the only thing I could really think of would be like my metal detector because I do, I mean, that, that is a true outlet for me and I love it. Mm-hmm. Would I want to be attached to it as a spirit? I don't know. So that mm. that's a little funny to me to think about, but um it's just one one explanation for kind of all the things that we experience and um, I, I I don't mean to Oh no. Sidetrack you. No, absolutely. I, I don't I'm guessing that we don't get a choice of what we're attached to. You know? So it's almost like a sign to us type of thing. I, I'm no expert, but yeah. but I, I kind of see it as something more like that. Then uh, that like- would suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, not. I mean, not only do you have to stick with something, you don't even get to pick what it is. I, well, I don't know. I. I mean, I just. I don't see it being a conscious decision. You know that. And that's I'm what I wondered. So that I'm gonna hang out with it forever. You know. Yeah, and that's well, what yeah. I was thinking. And like, why do some people stick around and haunt something, and others get to go on to their right. eternal reward or whatever we're gonna call it? I. I'm look, just looking around me now trying to think, what would I be attached to? If, if given a choice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'd want to be attached to, but... I know what you're. I know the road you're going down, Steve. <laughs> Not even going to go there. Oh, I'm I, afraid I hear. No. Oh, I know. I, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Does it require batteries, Steve? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this didn't take long. Okay. Just think of all the nice people we just told to listen to our podcast, you know. It's the first thing you're going to hear. We're talking about a flashlight, of course. Oh, of course, and for yes. ghost hunting. Yeah, because he loves K- ghost hunting. K- K- K2 meter. Yeah. Xbox controller. <sighs> okay, we should probably stop Sorry, while we're behind. I, be- um, no. I, I really derailed this conversation. Just <laughs> no, there. not at all. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't. I hadn't thought about that. You know, I had always thought that the attachments might be something you loved in life, and you're like, you know what, I want to hang yeah. around there. But yeah, I don't know that I'd really want to do that. You know, I I, I want to go, you know, to heaven and all that. You know, I don't want to hang around a, a object and watch somebody what else was like, use like it. Like a like like just something random, like 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 a spoon. Yeah. That would so, or a broom. I, I do like to eat. So <laughs> yeah, I fear that yeah. possibility. But or like, or uh. a battery that somebody's going to throw out, and then you're like stuck in the bottom of a landfill for exactly. No. Yeah, yeah. Think about that, or like a buried coin that you're just you're stuck in this darkness, wondering like, when's somebody going to find mm. me? Ugh. No, I want the rocking chair. No, you're the coin. <laughs> 
at least a Aww. car a, attachment to a car would be pretty damn cool. At yeah, least, you know? that would be cool unless it gets you know like demolished Analyzed or, or and, co- yeah. compacted and yep. Driven melted down. Yeah, and that is what it says. It says that it did end up getting oh. chopped up and uh, put in junkyards. junkyards. Wow! So now this cursed car is all over the country. Yep. Cool. Looks like somebody, huh. according, I'm just kind of browsing the website, but it does say that somebody did locate some pieces and try to stick them back together. Uh, somebody is attempting to, you know, recreate it, but not wow. obviously as a whole. <laughs> I just heard, and I'm going to forget all of the details and get them wrong, but the idea is close enough. Um, I just heard a story about an airplane that crashed in the early 70s, and they were able to reuse some of the parts from it. It was like in the Everglades it crashed in Florida. They actually reused some of the parts and put them into planes that were still on the assembly line. And in all of those planes, there were haunting uh, experiences wow. by by the part members of the flight crew. Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah. So eventually, they did remove all those parts from the planes, and the hauntings stopped. Jeez. So maybe it yeah. is something you just get imprinted upon somehow. And- maybe. Man, but but, oh but they man. were like coming in and haunting, and they were like trying to like keep things safe and help out. They weren't like doing mischief and stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah. It was like like. They were still there doing their jobs, trying to keep everybody safe and keep the planes, I was going to say afloat, keep them flying. Um, and and uh, so it was actually, a, I mean, it was like there was a movie made out of this. It was a pretty big deal. And just I'm just thinking about it off the top of my head. I can remember nothing about it, except it was an Eastern Airlines huh. uh, plane. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty interesting, though. So that's that same thing. Hey, let's reuse these parts from a crashed airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> yeah. To me, that just sounds dangerous that? to begin with. You know, like, yeah. My Jeep got rear ended and I couldn't even use my tow hook because it had a scratch on it. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, like, the FAA is just like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Use that wing. You know, it's pop like, it it's in all good. good. Yeah. Pop it in a new one. Good. Dust it one off. Of the things, one of the things was the galley. So, where they're like preparing the food. Like, it must have been like, it's all, you know, own section wow that they could just pop into another plane which seems really bizarre yeah but, uh, yeah yeah let's also just do that unsanitary like think about all the blood that was probably on the <laughs> like what I'm, I'm sure they cloroxed it and it was all all good wow murphy's oil soap cleans everything <laughs> that is very bizarre to me though mike thank you for sharing that because i i would have yeah. lost a bet on that <laughs> Seriously, yeah. would have. It was, it was kind of crazy. What, what was that piano noise? What was it, Steve? Well, oh, I thought I heard that too, but I thought it was your chair. What, was it like a deep tone? Don't. Um, um, I out in the hallway. Honestly, God, I thought that was your chair. No, it was. Hmm. It sounded like someone just went boom, boom. Yeah, but it was a deep. It wasn't like a high key. Right. It was a deep. But key. it sounded like it was either in the headset or in the room or. I mean, the closest piano is probably, there's not one in this hallway, there's not one in that hallway, it'd be all the way down by... Did it sound like a piano thing going, or just like... yeah, a a loud, low end of the, uh, not the high end, but the low end. Dum, dum, dum. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. What Mm. the heck? (laughs) Well, we're recording, so maybe we caught it. Well... Yeah, I I didn't hear it through my end, but maybe it did. 
Okay. Well, we'll have to remember to listen for that. If Mike didn't hear it, then it was probably no. in the building or somewhere. And it's yeah. But I'm, I'm hearing you through um, Zoom. So yeah. if uh, if it was picked up by your microphones, then uh, well, yeah, like, it, it might be on the recording. It's 919 here. Yeah. Hector's wasn't even open today. No. So this building should be locked down completely, you know? Wow. I, I assumed it was like your ringtone or it was something. And I can't even think of where a, one of the pianos is that's close. There, I think there's an organ sitting out there, but I don't I don't think it would be live without electric. Right. Hmm. Wow. Weird. That was bizarre. Yeah. After we had just told the group last night that we've always wanted to hear pian- phantom piano noises, but we never have. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You'd think that would be the one thing. You'd be able to hear. I heard somebody say one time they heard something in there that was like a uh, like somebody plucked a piano string. Like, oh, like if you had like nailed a p- like apparently they said like somebody would used to do this when uh, they worked there. I think it's I'm, I'm my memory's going here on this particular one too. But it was like they'd nail a uh, piano wire into a, a board. And stand on the board and then pull the other end of it up with their with their like one hand and then the other hand they'd they'd pluck it. Yeah, I remember play you a little, play a little tune. Yep. I remember you telling us that on the tours, Mike. Yeah, I would losing the story here. You don't use it, you lose it. I, yep. I mean, so it could have been like my phone vibrating, but why would that make what sounded like a piano going dum dum? I don't know. Can I text you real quick to just see how it sounds? Yeah, go for it. <coughs> I noticed you uh, had responded to a message on uh, the business suite or whatever, because that showed up at like nine eighteen. Really? Yeah. I, last time I was on there was a long time. Might have been ago. a notification or something, but yeah, I don't know. That's just bizarre. That a that didn't come through any of the microphones. B it sounded like vibration on a table. Huh. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I, I am done with my uh, topic, Mike, just so you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. That yeah, was that was cool. a good... Yeah, thank you. Yep, thank you, guys. The real Christine. The real Christine. Mm, spooky. Um. Oh, well, I guess it's up to me again now, isn't it, Steve? Yeah. Or us. Me to figure out us. Oop, and I must... My volume isn't working, but it is spinning, and it's... It's me. Wee. Okay. So, did you see that? So, I'm not... Yeah. No, I saw it. Lying. Okay. Thank you for playing along. Um, as soon as I can make my mouse work, we'll be good. So, um, there is a road near where I live called Thunderbird Road. So, and it started me thinking about the Thunderbird. And I started thinking about where the road got its name. And I I, I put a uh, message up on one of the local Facebook groups. It's normally a joke, but um, I, I did get some responses on that, but I will save that till the end. But, so I started thinking about the Thunderbird. Are you guys familiar with uh, the legend of Thunderbirds? Yeah, isn't it's a Native American legend, right? Like if you see mm-hmm. a Thunderbird that 
it will uh it's almost like saying like something's gonna happen to you or something yeah you rub its belly and you get three wishes oh okay see i didn't know that no no i just that that's no that's nothing at all oh. um yeah sorry <laughs> yeah the, it, 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 and, and and many of the the different um legends of the native americans yeah there's all types of stories about it when you see that like on totem poles with the wings in many cases that is the the thunderbird these giant birds that would present you know, have different um meanings behind them and uh i mean just to try to list them would be amazing or just ridiculous to try to do this. there's so many of them um but uh if, if steve's still alive there the yeah. uh the pokemon zapdos is based on the first nation's folklore surrounding the thunderbird huh. are you familiar with that one i'm not i've yeah, played the game my kids still play the game but i don't know that one not familiar with that one nope. okay but uh so i i started checking around about thunderbirds because I, I again thinking about the origins of this road and uh, what's going on and i ran across this article called the giant thunderbird returns and it's on uh, from liveabout.com is a site and it is under humor which annoyed me a little bit hmm. Uh, but humor, mysteries, and ghosts. So um, this article starts, is the Thunderbird real or myth? A gigantic bird was sighted in Alaska in January 2018 by a woman driving, having a wingspan nearly as wide as the road. And in Pennsylvania on May 26, 2013, when two friends were walking through the woods near Bryn Athens Castle and were startled by something extraordinary. Uh, and uh, they're quoted as saying, it was extremely loud, and I glanced up and saw a huge black bird, Anthony said in his report. It was sitting above us, and we seemed to startle it. It flew about 100 feet to a nearby branch. Its wingspan was at least 10 feet, and judging how far it was, it looked to be around 4 feet tall. This was far from the first sighting of such a creature in Pennsylvania. On the evening of Tuesday, September 25th, 2001, a 19-year-old claimed to have seen enormous, an enormous winged creature flying over Route 119 in South Greensburg, Pennsylvania. That's kind of in the Pittsburghy area. Uh, the witness's attention was drawn to the sky by a sound that resembled, quote, flags flapping in a thunderstorm. Hmm. Looking up, the witness saw what appeared to be a bird that had a wingspan of an estimated 10 to 15 feet and a head about three feet long. Wow. Um, it was just one more sighting of an incredible creature, most often considered a myth, known as a thunderbird. Sightings of these giant birds, apparently unknown to science, go back hundreds of years and are part of many Native American legends and traditions. They have even been blamed for abductions or attempted, abduct attempted abductions of small children. Um so it, it goes on to talk about some of these uh, these accounts. In fact, that one near Greensburg, it says the witness observed the creature for about 90 seconds, even seeing it land on the branches of a dead tree, which nearly broke under its weight. Unfortunately, no other witnesses saw the bird on this date, and no tangible evidence could be found for the bird after the site was searched. Um, but this, this was similar to other sightings in the area in June and July of 2001. So um, 
you know, it, it, the, the, the similar descriptions of <laughs> for these, this huge bird, the time that the sizes seem to be about the same, um, 15, 17 feet described as dark gray with little or no neck and a circle of black under its head. Its beak was very thin and long, about a foot in length. It sounds like they got a really good view of it much better than I would have liked to have had. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> It seems terrifying to see this thing. Um, so, so the legend of the Thunderbird reaches back hundreds of years as part of the mythology of several Native American tribes of the Pacific, Pacific Northwest and the Great Lakes region. It may have remained strictly a part of those cultures had the not great winged creatures been seen countless of times by that, quote, white man over the centuries. In court, according to the Native American myths, the giant Thunderbird could shoot lightning from its eyes, and its wings were so enormous they created peals of thunder when they flapped. Again, one more reason to stay away from those suckers. Um, so a, a lot of the, the stories behind this uh, sort of, at least, and I'm going to use this term very loosely, modern, as opposed to the Native American ones, um, the, one of the more popular ones is a tale comes out of the Arizona ter- territory about two cowboys who encountered the giant flying creature in 1890. As cowboys are wont to do, they took careful aim with their rifles at the amazing creature and blasted it from the sky. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you right now, not a lot different than Western Pennsylvania right now either. According to an article, in the April 26th, 1890 of the Tombstone Tombstone Epigraph, the cowboys and their horses dragged the lifeless monster into town where its wingspan was measured at an incredible 190 feet. Jesus. And its body measured at 92 feet long. It was described as having no feathers, but a smooth skin and wings composed of a thick and nearly transparent membrane. Clearly, the description more readily resembles a pterodon, pterosaur, or pterodactyl than a large bird. They were that big. Now, most that, 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 that's ridiculously right. huge. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, I was just thinking, how could they even drag this damn thing? Right. That's like, a, yeah, well, 787 sized, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You're dragging it in, the wind catches it, and there you go. <laughs> um, so, most paranormal researchers consider this story to be an example of Old West creative writing on yeah, the part okay. of the newspaper. Like, like Paul yeah. Bunyan, you know. There you go, yes. Yeah. But there may be a hint of truth in it. In 1970, a man named Harry McClure claimed that he knew of he knew one of the cowboys when he was a small boy. The real story, as the cowboy told the youth, was that the creature they shot at had a wingspan twenty of 20 to 30 feet. They did not kill the Thunderbird, however, and returned to town only with their fantastic story. Now, here's the big catch, catch to the whole thing. One more intriguing element to the anecdote was that a photo was supposedly taken of the giant creature, held up with its wings spread by several townspeople. Remarkably, many people recall seeing this photograph printed in Fate, National Geographic, or Grit magazine, or in some book about the Old West. But as yet, this photo has not surfaced. Now, what really gets me about this, I remember seeing this photo myself. Oh, wow. That's Um, not the Mandela effect or anything? Yeah, that's how I was wondering. Well, I I remembered reading... First of all, 
I have serious concerns about the Mandela effect. I think that has more to say about the way we remember things than okay. alternate universes. Sure. But that's, that's for a different time, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, when I was, when I was a kid, I was into all this stuff. And even as like a, a preteen, I'm thinking, I could have sworn I've, I've seen this thing because whenever I'd hear the term Thunderbird or hear about giant birds, I could see this picture in my head thinking, yeah, I've seen that picture. I've seen that picture. Now it's getting to be one of these things where the search for this picture has turned into its own thing. It's like nobody can find it. There is a recreation of the photo that often gets passed off as being the real thing. But it, it was like made to be like a tribute to a, a recreation. It's it's it, it's not a secret. But of course, as time goes by, it loses its caption, and people are like, "Hey, here it is." The thing is, it, it, in the times that this took place, uh, in the in was eighteen ninety. I've seen some different dates about this, but one of the main things was in the eighteen nineties, the Tombstone Epigraph did not publish photos. Hmm. And people have gone to that um, uh, that particular um, uh, issue, and it, it, it wasn't there. Uh, let's see here. I, I have another article off of Reddit. Uh, there's an article somebody had printed here. One comic appeared. Nope, 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 nope. Since then, people have thunk. They synced it. Um, and now that I'm trying to find it, and I should have probably highlighted this. Um, here we go. It all allegedly began back in 1886 when an Arizona newspaper, uh, the Epitaph, supposedly published a very striking photograph which depicted a huge dead pterodactyl-like bird with open beak and enormous outstretched wings nailed to a barn and flanked by some men. Um, and, it, and it goes on to talk about that. But... Um, You're doing a really good job on this one, Mike. Good job. Um, <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah. The, 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 it specifically says here that the archives of the Tombstone Epitaph do not have any copy of that photograph either. <laughs> so e even looking in uh, back in the Library of Congress where they had uh, copies of these um, <coughs> newspapers, it, it's not there. So um, th th it's kind of a an, an interesting thing that so many people remember seeing this but nobody can find it so it was kind of interesting maybe but, it's the smithsonian uh, kind of wiping your memory oh you know what <laughs> uh, i can live with that um <laughs> there was uh in in 1977 there uh the, the boston evening globe carried an article uh, that happened in Lawn, or something happening in, in Lawndale, Illinois. It says 10 year old Marlon Lowe and his mother, Mrs. Ruth Lowe, claimed that one of two large blackbirds with eight foot wingspans tried to carry Marlon off in its claws Monday evening in Lawndale, Illinois. Although several bird experts say that no bird native to Illinois could lift 70 pound Marlin, Mrs. Lowe said that Marlin was carried 20 feet before the bird dropped him when he struck the bird with his hand. Uh, there are other abduction stories. Uh, there was a 42 pound five-year-old in uh, 1932 carried off uh, from her parents' farm in Norway. It carried her for more than a mile 
after which it dropped her unharmed on a high mountain ledge. And in 1838, another five-year-old girl was snatched from the slopes of the Swiss Alps, where she was playing by an eagle that carried the child to its nest. Unfortunately, the girl did not survive the ordeal, and her badly mutilated body was discovered some two months later by a shepherd. The eagle's nest, subsequently found, was said to contain several eaglets surrounded, surrounding, quote, heaps of goat and sheep bones. Jeez. So... It sounds like, yeah, there there are some big, big things out there flying around. Uh, people have seen them. People keep seeing them. Um, they're carrying little kids off. <laughs> so, wow. um, you know, keep them strapped down and tie weights around their ankles. But, yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. The Thunderbird. So then uh, Thunderbird Road just happens to be right next to the Thunderbird restaurant. Oh, okay. So my thought was, was the restaurant named after, you know, chicken or egg, whichever it was. Yeah. We're just Thunderbird. We're, we're just Thunderbird camera. It turns out the restaurant was first and then the, the the road became Thunderbird Road around here, especially when the 911 system was passed around here. Everything sort of got, every street got a name. But Thunderbird Road, at least for the last, I think, 50 years, as long as I can remember, has been there. Uh Turns out that uh, the Pennsylvania state bird is the ruffled grouse. Okay. And um, it, it's actually legal to hunt them. It sort of overlaps with deer season. So as you're walking through the woods, you know, quietly, maybe doing a, a drive for the deer, once in a while, you'll scare up a ruffled grouse. Hmm. And when these things take off, they don't like hear you coming 40 feet away and take off before you get there. They wait until you're like right <laughs> beside them or like even two feet past them. And then they go, <laughs> they take off and fly away, scaring up piss out of you. The pheasants, which is see. really, pheasants yeah, which is really, thing, yep. it, it's awful too. Like when you're carrying a loaded gun, um, you know, not, not the best thing to happen. So, um, but the, the, this bird kind of got the nickname of Thunderbird because okay. of this ruckus that it causes. So that, unfortunately, is the quite um, un. What do we say here? The the, the humble origins <laughs> of <laughs> Thunderbird Road and the Thunderbird Restaurant apparently was being named after. The ruffled grouse. So a little bit of a bummer on my end, but, um, you know, it sort of led me down kind of an entertaining wormhole here in the meantime. Uh, there, there's a lot going on. It, you can even tie some of these sightings into the, the, the Mothman uh, sightings, especially the ones that may or may not have been happening. But what about within the last five years or so around Chicago? Yeah. It was a big flap, we could say. Ha ha. Ha whether it did or didn't really happen. But uh, there's there some neat pictures out there. Um, some of them are obviously faked. Some look pretty darn good as far as like ones being on display and being held up. But uh, it's it, it's kind of a fun and interesting thing. And you kind of think, though, if they are around, why hasn't somebody found one by now? Yeah, true. Or, or, or shot one or taken a picture of one. But and maybe they have, and it just doesn't show up well on your cell phone camera. But uh, there's your Thunderbird right there. 
Yeah, and it's interesting to me. There was a study done about um, people's perceptions on the ground, and they were trying to determine how accurate people were at gauging how big things were in the sky at certain distances. And yeah. boy, oh boy, are we ever off. You know, we think we have a good idea, <laughs> but we don't. Sure. <laughs> That's they pretty cool. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, like a lot of those uh, famous uh, UFO photos were literally plates that people threw into the air. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. It, it, it's moving. You take a grainy photo of it, you know, like with an old Instamatic camera or something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, they look pretty convincing. Wow. It could, because you, you, your sense of perception's off. You can't really tell. Yeah. Now for, from a photo, t- you take a picture of the moon. You look at the moon on a on a full moon and you're like, wow, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I'm going to take a picture of it. And it's this little speck yeah. in the sky. Um, you know, the way you perceive things and then how it looks when it's photographed are so different. Yep. When the moon's uh, close to the horizon, it seems giant. When it gets up in the sky, it, it seems smaller, normal size, you know. Because you have something to, to, to judge it against on the horizon. Right. You, you, you've got something to, yeah, to man or judge its size and uh yeah when it's up in the middle of that big empty sky it's like well it's sort of like when you buy a new tv and oh, yeah. you're st- you're in the, the the store like this thing is huge and then you put it at home and you're like oh we should have got the bigger one <laughs> that's more tv than i'll ever need <laughs> so all right so very cool that's yeah, that great topic thank you guys thank you all right steve all right so let's be- roll before i get into my topic uh just wanted to mention an update on on something that we had talked about in a former podcast um Ooh, updates <laughs> we so, need we need some fancy music to play for like updates <laughs> and, and so news I'm, bulletin or something i i've still been watching travel channel on uh on comcast and everything you know i know mm. they've moved all their stuff to you know discovery plus and everything that some app. stuff has started to trickle back on it seems it is but but like uh certain seasons and and anyways long story yeah. short the way they've got it set up on weekly programming is it seems like each night of the week there's a specific show or a theme for for that night so you know some nights it's all all about the osbournes talking about you know things and then another night it'll be ghost adventures another night it'll be whatever sunday nights seem to be bigfoot night <coughs> ah, excuse me so i i had it on and i was just kind of paying attention with one eye i'm, I'm not you know i'm interested in in the bigfoot legend but i'm not big into the reality shows of hunting bigfoot yeah frankly because they're staged and comical in, in yeah. my opinion and it's just uh, it's not my cup of tea anyways uh they went into one of the other shows after after that show and they were talking about uh the Dietlov Pass incident and everything uh-huh. and uh i guess i don't remember I, I i did the report on it i believe but i don't remember uh, I, I know that they were speculating on different outcomes and what they thought it was, and uh, the most mm-hmm. likely one was an avalanche and everything that that yeah. that did that. <coughs> Excuse me. 
But, uh, Are you going to make it, Steve? Do we need to like reschedule yeah, the end yeah. of this? Or? No, you know what? The last two weeks of, of sitting in Conover's basement and attic for long periods of time has oh. just absolutely annihilated my, my allergies. That You need to get one of those Zach Bagan <sighs> respirator oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> body suits. Yeah, absolutely. But but uh, this cough is just it. You know, that tickle is just overwhelming, you know, and usually it clears up. But tonight it's ca- causing me some grief. But uh, anyways, mm. so being the Bigfoot themed night, uh, they were talking about and I, like I said, I don't remember if we covered it on, uh, on the podcast or if I ran across it. But one of the cameras that they had, one of the final pictures taken was of what appeared to be a Bigfoot, you know, or a Yeti or whatever is in the mountains there and everything. Um, huh. And their whole reason to bring that up was that they're pretty much hinting very heavily. Well, this was a uh, this was all a Bigfoot attack, you know, and that's why some their eyes were missing, or that's why some were mangled, and whatever, whatever. And that's the whole reason they brought it up. So I was just going to bring up, and do you remember us discussing that as even one of the viable outcomes? I mean, I, I know if we did or not, yeah. No, because no, I, I don't recall that as being. <laughs> I think we thought an animal, but I don't know if we talked about an animal. Like after they had passed, maybe yeah. they had done some of the things. But uh, you know, there was a lot of logical explanations they were trying to come up with for it, and everything from audio, you know, the uh, infrasound to av- avalanches to whatever. But anyways, this seemed to strongly suggest that on their camera was this picture of what looked appeared to be a Bigfoot. And they were saying, well, you know, this is this was a Bigfoot attack, you know. And is so, it like he's like peeking out from around a tree kind of? No, it was kind of like a well, maybe uh, it, the picture that they showed. It seemed like the walking out. walking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it was kind of like whitewashed and everything. But you can see the figure of the guy and it wasn't a very clear photo by any means. But I take it you Googled it and looked at the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> it's it's a stretch it sounds I, like to you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I I still like the avalanche uh, it's answer seems to, but seems to make the most sense out of all the explanations but uh yeah I I'm just trying to find a picture of it like the uncropped photo that has the Bigfoot in it but I just thought it was interesting that they played it on Bigfoot night and that they really yeah like well you know there it is that's what happened you know yeah (laughs) well i I keep on my like facebook news feed every two weeks i get something has science finally discovered the solved this and i I don't think science's answer will be bigfoot right (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah interesting Okay. Anyways, I just figured I'd bring that up and just because if thanks for the update, I I saw it and I I was only paying halfway paying attention, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Jetlaf Pass they're talking about with the students and the condition of the bodies when they found them and whatever, whatever. I know that you're like that Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Pointing at him. Yeah, we watched (laughs) that a couple weeks ago too. That was that's an awesome movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, that was pretty good. I never did see it. Oh, it's awesome movie. Cool. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> it's a reimagining yeah. of what uh, could have happened with the Manson. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's far more entertaining than the real thing. Oh, absolutely. Huh. Without a doubt. Far more satisfying. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not to laugh at that, but. <laughs> no, it, it, I, yeah. I mean, the, 
the flamethrower is just a beautiful thing. <laughs> yep. All right. So, but for, <sighs> my, for my actual topic. Yes. Okay. Um, it is called Inventing the Time Machine, the Mysterious Disappearance of Mike Markham. Hmm. Have, you guys, have you guys heard the story about this guy or does that name ring a bell at all? Doesn't it it does not. No. But you would you would like your your ears were burning earlier when I mentioned <laughs> Tesla. So yeah, we'll see where this goes. So in early 1995, Mike Madman Markham, that was his nickname, uh, tried to build a time machine on the porch of his home in Stanbury, Missouri, <laughs> United States. <laughs> I love it already. Yeah. You, you could stop right now, and I would be completely satisfied. <laughs> He began creating a device called the Jacob's Ladder. Ah. It uses a modified compact disc laser to reduce air resistance between two poles. This will produce a continuous arc. He saw an unusual result when turning on the device. There was a heat mark, as you would see on a hot pavement, but it has circular shape like a vortex. So he decided to throw a sheet metal screw through the vortex to see the effect and what would happen. He claims it disappeared for about half a second, then reappeared a few feet away a second later. At that time, mm. he was only 21 years old, and he was a student majoring in electricity. I, I, did, I didn't know that was an actual viable major. You just read my mind. Just maybe electrical engineering <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> this, Okay. Okay. I'm not saying red flags, but it's, you know. Well... I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you the source is Mom Momboli Mombolio News Media dot WordPress dot com. But I, I will say this this okay. article appears in, you know, a bunch of different like New York Times and a bunch of different things. So it's not okay. it's not okay. just a completely parody made up article. And there is probably a, re- a record of this happening because which I'll get to, you'll understand what I mean. So anyways, okay. uh uh so, when compared to his friends, Markham can be said to be quite intelligent. Apparently, Markham tried to build a time machine because he wanted to get the winning lottery numbers from the future. However, he had one problem. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> he needed a lot of power to make it work. After a few more tests, the CD laser caught on fire, and he figured if he was going to rebuild the machine again, he might as well use larger transformers. His original plan was to purchase the transformers, but they turned out to be quite expensive. He resorted to the alternative, and uh, at the local power station, there were six old transformers. He stole six 300-plus-pound transformers from a St. Joseph light and power generating station in King City, Missouri. <laughs> While test- I like his initiative. Okay. <laughs> While testing his experiments, he, caught, he caused a mass blackout several bro- blocks uh, wide throughout his neighborhood. Um, <laughs> shortly thereafter... <coughs> Excuse me. Shortly thereafter, Gentry County Sheriff Eugene Loopfer arrested him with a warrant inside his house. This happened in January 29th of 1995 for stealing the Transformers. So he served several months in prison, and after he was released, he was invited to become a guest uh, for Art Bell on Coast to Coast Radio. So that is something I guess you could always go back and, and look or listen to and verify. Um, he tells the story of the screw and his plans to build a time machine. He vowed that from now on he's going to do it legally. 
Um, he told Art that he still wanted to create another experiment, but has neither the money nor the spare parts. So during the interview, he gave his phone number and received nonstop calls for three days. The show really helped him because many listeners shared ideas with him as well as uh, made uh, donations to fund him and also to offer him up spare parts. So with his listeners' help and donations, his next Time Machine project was more powerful and much bigger than the previous one. While the original engine ran at the kilowatt rate, this time it was uh, designed for three megawatts. Not gigawatts, but megawatts. (laughs) (laughs) Because he wanted to test the machine on himself, he needed the additional power. So he installs a rotating magnetic field similar with the one that the U.S. military used in the Philadelphia experiment. He said that the rotating magnetic field is more effective and efficient. Art Bell had Mike Markham as a guest again about a year later. Markham claimed to be experimenting with a more sophisticated time machine. The electromagnetic vortex was big enough for a man to walk into. The interview ended with Markham claiming to be on the cusp of generating the desired amount of voltage to run the machine. When asked what he would take with, he replied just his cell phone. At the end of the show, Mike decided to give his address instead of his phone number. Anyone who was interested can search his house on Google Earth. Uh, They don't actually list the address, though. Um, Oh, disappointing. (laughs) I know, right? So during his second and final appearance on Bell's show in 1996, he said he was roughly 30 days away from completing his legal time machine. In 1997, Mike Markham had never been heard from since. Uh, So here's where it gets kind of weird. So all of the stories about him in the multiple outlets that I, that I researched all pretty much end abruptly. Um, some of them say, uh, well, like this one, it ties it into, it says shortly after Markham disappeared, a listener called the art bell show to talk about a strange story. He had found in the story in the 1930s, police found a dead man on a beach in California, um, <laughs> but they didn't go into any detail about he was wearing clothes from the future, or he was dressed strange, or he had long. There's hair a. Like f- did guy. we talk? Do we talk about this at one time about? Well, yeah, strange, we did the tra- time travel episode, but I don't know that we discussed this guy's particular yeah. case. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, and it's really hard to find information on this. I mean, if you Google uh, Mike uh, Mike Markham time travel, I mean, a, a handful of articles come up. Um, but, you know, it's there's never been any breaking new news about it or anything like that. And, uh, you know, most likely what happened is he probably incinerated himself, you know, and uh, and uh, turned into dust or nothingness or whatever. Like That's what the man would like you to believe. <laughs> well, okay, so there is another... Uh, I found something, I don't know if it was Reddit or if it was just in a, uh, in a uh, you know, a, a, a thread of some kind, but uh, someone said that they were cross-referencing um, the lottery winners in the Missouri area and things like that. And the name Markham under with a different first name keeps popping up frequently throughout the late nineties and early two thousands and everything. Wow. And uh, Mm. other people were commenting, Oh, you know what? I guarantee, you know, he was successful and the government is onto him and, you know, has him and just whatever, whatever. And just a lot of weird speculation on that and everything but you know Markham's a a common name but it's not that common yeah yeah 
But I'm, he used. I, I found this article. First off, see this picture of the guy. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He exactly. is the guy who would want to go back in time for lottery. Yes. Numbers. And he, and he probably um, ate, ate paste when he was in school, you know? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paste. I mean, I'm sure he was a nice guy. Well, but. you know, he was very smart and he majored in electricity, so. There's that. Well, see, there's there is that. Um, well, probably when he went to school in 1914, that was a you know, I mean, we went back in time, and he thought he'd be a genius, oh. and passed. Okay, but how do you modify a compact disc laser light to reduce air resistance? I don't know. And how do you ramp it up to be able to walk into it? You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, if you had a Blu-ray, okay, I'm, I I could see that, but not a, a compact disc laser. I don't know. That's to to reduce air resistance. So it's funny. I'm looking at the same story, but on a different website. Um, and this one's cool. It actually has pictures of a uh, Jacob's Ladder and how it works and whatever, whatever. Um but it says the last part of the story on Michael Markham is incorrect. He is a member of my forum and his last known location as of just prior to the pandemic was living in Hawaii, living homeless on a beach. He was trying to get money raised to return to the mainland. He also had a GoFundMe about two years ago to try and further his experiments <laughs> with time travel. So apparently the whole man found on the beach thing was a, you know, a good attempt to say he made it, you know, he did it. Wow. You know? Like the Jeff Goldberg. Sort of like, game. you know, you crazy son of a bitch, you made it. You know? <laughs> I think of like, what was it, Men in Black, which is what Elvis didn't die, he just went home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, M- M- Markham didn't go back through time. He just yep. quit. Yep. And went to Hawaii. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, you take a look at the guy and, yeah, there's no way that he invented time travel even accidentally from a scene. And, and now that answer. I'm... Re- now that I'm reading this article for myself, yeah, um, it's poorly written. It's it's not. Yeah, that that that's being generous. <laughs> um, but, but it's it's you know I figured it was retold in so many different forums and websites and things like that. And I, I guess there is the Art Bell interview out there. I mean, I I would actually be interested. Oh yeah, in finding that you know. But but I'm th- it, I, it, it's, it's not a crackpot. The Mambolio news media <laughs> um, is, you know, I, I mean, what, what was I seeing here? There was, um, shoot, there was something I saw. I'm like, okay, that's that, it's actually two words. Um, yeah, I just was not, there's like random p- periods in here. So, yeah, this whole Mambolio Bolio news network, news media thing it, it, it's sad now that anybody with internet access can be a news site yeah right where to get instant and up-to-date global news daily i'm sure they have correspondence around the globe right anyway <laughs> but yeah this guy yeah you know it reminded me of um the prestige i think was yes. the movie yes that was actually a really good movie yeah yeah Yep, but at the very end of the movie, they show like the hillside and all. Don't the don't 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 shush 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 shush. <laughs> the movie's been out for twenty years. If, if you haven't seen well, it, yet, you okay. know, that's 
Well, that's only part way through. Well, that was only part way through. It was at the end where they oh, that's a big reveal. That's right. With other things. See, I got that one confused with the Illusionist, which were both both came out at literally the same. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, and I'm glad I saw the Prestige. I have not seen the Illusionist, and I don't feel that I'm missing anything because I was really satisfied with yeah. the Prestige. I'm going to have to watch that again. The Prestige had uh, Hugh Jackman, right? And uh, yeah, and uh, Bale, Christian Bale. Yes. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard You've of that one. That? Ooh, that and and David Bowie. Yeah, that, huh. that would be a great movie night movie. That'd be cool. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, was, it was good. Awesome. Yeah, that was a cool movie. Yep. But yeah, so the CD. I I wish yeah. there was more about it. It's funny because stumbling across that one uh, update of well, yeah, he's actually homeless and living on the beach yeah. in Hawaii. Um, Ties a really sad bow on that whole story. But yeah. He's living in Hawaii. Ah, yeah, I guess. But, man, if he had figured it all out, you know, by accident, this guy that looks yeah. like, you know, Garth from <laughs> Wayne's World, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he just needs the glasses. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you know he's got a big, like, one of those keychains <laughs> that clips onto his belt. Right. And it's got like a thousand things, <laughs> and 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 a uh, uh, wallet with a chain on it. <laughs> like in the Victory, there Auto was Records a t- commercials, you know. Oh my god, yeah, the big, the big, uh, the big watch, uh, watch, the with the, chain. the watch yep. band, yep. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, here's Infinity Explore. So this guy really needs a publicist because he needs to get a different picture out there. Here's a colored picture. Um. Yeah, he needs to stay. This black, black and white suits him. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, here's a diagram, not to scale, of course, but that's the one um, I saw on on how a Jacob's ladder operates. And spark gap is magnetized horseshoe magnets. Output can reach into billions of volts of output is based on the weight of the transducer negative rod. I wouldn't okay. mind making a wouldn't mind making a small one and using it in conjunction with the EM pump and just see what cool. kind of crazy universe we could open up, you know. <laughs> He's got a couple big quartz granite blocks here. I don't know how vital that is in the function of it. Huh. Okay, here's that, that, that body that was found. The dead body was mysteriously crushed in a strange metal tube. The face was in a unrecognizable state, and a strange device was also found next to the dead body. Whoa. The device was similar to a cell, cell phone. phone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Huh. He said that's, yeah. I think that's why he specifically mentioned that the only device he said he would take with him is a cell phone. Wow. Hmm. D- did he have long hair? You know, because the 30s, they'd be like, why does this man have such long hair, yeah. you know? Oh, they would just say, it's a woman with a mustache. <laughs> it's a circus trick gone bad. <laughs> okay. Well. So, yeah. This, that, it's, it's. Something to There's so many things. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the next season of um, American Horror Story right here. <laughs> the time traveler right yeah hey you want to come to my mic and hop in a portal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i bet you had a white van 
I got popsicles. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has lost his puppy. <laughs> God. <sighs> now watch. He's going to hitchhike from from Hawaii to come and throw eggs at our house. Yeah. <laughs> we're making fun of him. Hey, hey, I, I will say um, we're, we're, we're still safe from Robert, or at least I am. Nice. Yep. So throwing out that apology must have helped. Um, somebody though. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. You saw that? Me yeah. too. Yeah. I, I think that was our first comment. Yeah. On any of our posts on Paranormal One from a different country, yeah. though I think. Robert F U. Yeah. Is what the comment said. <laughs> so, hey, and somebody. To, hey, somebody listened to it and decided they were going to stir up trouble and. Hopefully he's okay. <laughs> Robert F. Oh, you. <laughs> and he responded. Uh, the, sorry, he Robert. Profile is of a young lady. I don't know. That the picture is of a young lady. I don't know. Didn't they reply to like, I'm sorry or something? I did not see that. Somebody somebody else replied to them. Ha ha or something. Oh. Um, ha ha. LOL. <laughs> oh, it's but it's wait a minute. Oh, no, it is the same person. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, Robert F. U. and then haha. But uh, Oh, yeah, from Ireland. Yeah, I thought okay, they were from cool. a different country. Cool. Yeah. We, we thank you for listening, and we hope you're okay. We hope Robert didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You, you've got you, you, you've got some guts here to, to do that. So, <sighs> okay. More, more, more brave than me. <laughs> so all right well thanks steve that was actually pretty fun yeah <laughs> good thanks <laughs> not at all what i was expecting sure i came across that a while ago and i'm like "Ooh, i want to talk about that on the podcast yeah. the, the picture awesome. helps oh, if I, I forget if i forget we've got to post a link to okay. this so okay please make sure i do that definitely um yeah, this guy. I I know we don't have a Hall of Fame, but if we did, this guy's this guy's there. <laughs> Maybe we need to create that. So, Mike Markham. Yep. You rock, man. Okay. <laughs> All he needs is what a CD player and a. You got it. Some quart, quartz like, granite. And, a good old disc man and, uh, and a car world. and six transformers, you know? Six transformers. <laughs> I, uh, I, I thought you were going to say he made his own. He did. Like he he uh, got, after he stole, yeah, well, if you count yeah, yeah. stealing. I, he was like like running wire around, the, like sure. Lou would have us oh, sure, do. Sure. You know, he would... <laughs> Here, yeah. it doesn't take much. I've got the stuff out back. You can make one this afternoon. I just think it boggles my mind that he knew how to connect it and how to operate it, let alone whatever. It's- well, he had a degree in electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine this guy was... Duh, Steve. Duh. I imagine this guy was every bit as savvy as us trying to figure out the damn voice meter banana for our <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, I can't hear you. I have a voice meter banana in my ear. Oh, jeez. Appropriate. <sighs> Unfortunately. It, it is a pretty cool piece of free software, which yeah. is really nice uh, when you can figure out how it works. Yeah. yeah. So, 
And you can always upgrade yeah. to the potato if you want to. Voice meter potato is the next step up. Hey, man, you can make an alarm clock run off a potato. So, <laughs> true. you know, or a lemon. Is lemon an option? I don't know. <laughs> Voice meter lemon, okay. maybe. Voice meter lemon. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're really going off sideways here. I, <laughs> I just keep looking at the picture of this guy, and it's like... He's kind of centered in the picture, but like two thirds, there's like a third of the picture above his head. He's standing in front of some lockers. Oh. So, like, did he work in a high school? I don't or know. Or he just hang out? Maybe that was his when he peaked. Although that hairline's pretty far back from being a high school picture. Right, <laughs> right. That's where all of his friends were. There's another one of him sitting down, and they have a. Jacob's ladder cropped in next to him and everything. Actually, there's another one where he might have his device in the background even. Did you see that? Really? I've seen five pictures of him and they're all the same of that one. Well, th- so. there's, there's the, the locker one, but then there's also one of him sitting down. And actually, no, the, there's a lot of Photoshop of things. Oh, there. I see. Okay. He's like sitting in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's Got like it. A gum, gumball machine in the background. Not much better. <laughs> well, so so you not, see the you see the better. one you see the one that has the uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this guy. I mean, points for effort here. <laughs> He's putting himself out there. He's chasing his dream. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, was he? He's being the best Mike Markham he can be. <laughs> So, you yeah. go, man. Good for him. <laughs> uh, he was an electrical student. So, he, like, just had, like, sparks flying off of him as he was studying? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I got to stop or I'm going to become obsessed over this guy. I will be <laughs> roaming the beaches of Hawaii, home, homeless and alone. Mike, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> tell me your secrets. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh all right. Well, I th- think we've drained all of the life out of everything that we can right now. Uh, I, I think if we beat these horses any longer, we will need a Jacob's ladder to revive them. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So, but um, bump. Um, do you guys have anything else that we should probably do before we let everybody go? M- maybe pray and go to confession. <laughs> <laughs> I am a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> we should probably uh, we should probably give out our links and how to get a hold of us. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Um, let, let's see. It's been a while. That, yeah. So apparently, everybody that every other Friday thing hasn't really worked out so greatly. But you know what? We're we're doing what we can here. Um, I think if this was our full time job, we could be a lot more diligent at that but that's just making excuses now so um whatever 
<laughs> now I'm clicking on these links and all this interesting stuff's coming up and I'm getting distracted and I just need to make it go away. Okay. So um, if you want to get in touch with us for some ridiculous reason, um, you can uh, email us at peril1contact at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to be on the show for another inexplicable reason, Mike, if you're out there, we would love to hear from you. Yes. Um, episode. Yes. Oh, it would be, uh, we would like, sir, what was that? I leaned, leaned back in my chair a little bit. I think it made a weird sound. Yes. Yes, it did. Um, <laughs> if you have any interest in being on the show and interview, we, we haven't done an interview in a while. I think we need to, uh, yeah, get, get, get back to that. I sort of reach out. I have, I've got a couple folks in mind and I just have to get off my lazy butt and reach out to them. But, um, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us about being on the show, it's booking. What are we wait? No, para para one, one booking. booking. Yep. <laughs> para one booking at gmail.com. Oh, we really need to hire somebody to do this. Um, um, even though I have everything closed, my mind is still <laughs> everywhere else. Um, you, you can find us on Facebook at, uh, or, or paranormal1.com. Uh, just the number one, not O-N-E, just paranum, paranormal one, the number one. Um, yeah, Facebook, Bartell and Henson Paranormal on Facebook. Uh, also, Rock River Area Paranormal Society on Facebook. And, of course, ConoverGhosts.com. Did I miss anything? I think you got it all. Yeah. Other than Eventually, Instagram I... <laughs> stuff that we don't use. Yeah, so um, if you can find it, good for you. Um, I, I, I have a... I put a couple Instagram things up, but not much i couldn't even tell somebody i think it's like peril one info could be sure. well I, I think you can link me it neither facebook you can cross post and everything that's what we you're right do and, yeah. you're right and, and i think it's on the paranormal one facebook or uh website too yep. there, there's a link on there but um and then i'm sure through your stuff it all links in with the rock river and or uh bartell and henson paranormal Okay, I, I I think it's time to go. So, um, <laughs> isn't it almost midnight out by you, Mike? <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. Um, so hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Um, uh, if if for some reason you like what you hear, um, please you know like us, favorite us, leave a review. We'd really appreciate that. And um, you know we'll 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 keep pumping these things out as often as we can. But uh, thanks again, guys. It's a lot of fun to to, to talk with you every so often as we do this. Yeah, like every month and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah whether we need it or not. <laughs> So we'll we'll keep them going. And hey, hey, if uh, anybody in Northern Illinois or 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 the Philippines would like to check out Conover Square, reach out. You know, hey, 
things seem to be picking up there and um, you might want to reserve your time now because it seemed to be filling up. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks again. We will do this again. I don't want to say soon because I don't want to make promises I can't keep, but we'll, we hope it's soon. <laughs> and um, again, everybody, thanks for listening. And until next time, we will see you in the dark. Yeah.